Yo, how is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Chicago Bears every day of the week. I am your host, Chris, and today I am joined by my co-hosts, Parth and Jalen. How's it going, guys? What's up? What's up, guys? It is good to be back in the loop once again, doing our off-season coverage now for I think the third off-season. That was a uh, that was a quick couple years there, um, but we are back yet again. Talking about some new offensive hires, we're going to be breaking down most all of them, but today we're breaking down specifically the hire of Bill Lazor at offensive coordinator. Before we get into anything specifically, because I have reasons I can justify and vouch for him and reasons I can't as well, uh, Jalen, I'm going to start with you. Just I want to hear your initial thoughts on this hire. Okay, so like when I first saw the notification that we were hiring Bill Blazer or Lazor, however you pronounce it, I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> I'm like, "Who is?" I'm like, bro, literally, I'm thinking about like, "Who was this?" And so I looked him up, and then I realized he was the, uh, he was the quarterbacks coach and offense coordinator for the Bengals and the Dolphins. So then I thought again, I'm like, "Was he the Bengals offensive coordinator this year?" He was not. This is terrible because this is the team that's getting the number one pick. They also saw that he took the year off, so he wasn't their coordinator this year, he was just the coordinator last year. So then I'm trying to think to myself, like, what does this have to do with Nagy? And I found out that they were working together in, I think, uh, Philadelphia. Philly, if I'm correct? Yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, so. And so I'm like, okay, Nagy's trying to, you know, get his guy. Um, and so, you know, I can't, can't you can't judge a big box cover. Um, he's not calling plays this year uh, either, so, you know, we'll see how this, this works out. Absolutely. Just to quickly run through his career history, I've got it pulled up here. He was an assistant coach at Cornell in Buffalo. Then he entered the NFL with the Falcons. Had a couple years as a quarterback coach and offensive assistant with the Redskins. Headed to Seattle. He's been a quarterback coach in so many different places, which which voids well for us. Uh, Then he was the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at the University of Virginia. Came back into the NFL in 2013. This is where he worked with Matt Nagy and Andy Reid as a quarterbacks coach in 2013 for the Philadelphia Eagles where Nick Foles that year when he was there threw for 27 touchdowns and only two interceptions. So arguably, other than Foles' um, Super Bowl winning season, uh, definitely his best year. He then went to Miami in 2014 and 2015 where he was the offensive coordinator. Ryan Tannehill had his best season in 2014 under Bill Lazor. Obviously, other than this year where he's about to get one of the biggest extensions of all time after having... After having an incredible comeback year, he then went to Cincinnati for a couple of years, and here he is in 2020 as the Bears' offensive coordinator. Parth, I just went through everything that he's done. He's got the experience. Some people like it. Some people don't. What are your thoughts on this hire? Um, he hasn't worked with like, the best quarterbacks, you could say. I mean, he did have he did work with Nick Foles, and Nick Foles had one of, the, one of his best years. You could say, or his best year. Um, he also worked with Ryan Tannehill. Who we know who did not have the best weapons there in Miami. You can't really blame Daniel for struggles or Laser for I guess the struggles they had. But in Cincinnati, despite their records, um, and uh, like AJ Green's on and off on the field, I, I remember they've always been a great um, team to score. They have always scored enough points to win games. I think it was their defense who let them down. So yes, it's not Mike Kafka or um, Pat Shermer, but you know Laser. It's not going to make this offense worse. This offense is already terrible this year. It can't get worse than this year. Absolutely, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give a similar, similar sort of sort of uh, tip on this as as Jalen did. I think you got to give this guy a chance before anything. Um, 
A lot of people aren't a fan of it. A lot of people also thought that he was just with the Bengals this offseason and didn't put much due diligence into it and look into it. If you look at the Bengals on paper, I mean, they're slated to have a good offense coming into every year. You know, Dalton Dalton has had some injury injuries in the past. Uh, A.J. Green is never healthy. That man is never on the field. When he is on the field, he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Um, they've gone through a little bit of a running back carousel down there with Giovanni Bernard, formerly Jeremy Hill, now Joe Mixon. Tyler Eifert is never, never healthy. I think this is probably Laser's best fit as far as weapons go if we can stay healthy on offense. And I'm excited to see what he can do. Let me read a comment here from, from Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer when this when this hiring happened. He believed that Laser fits with the Bears' offensive plans. I'm going to read this quote by him right here. He said, the marriage of Bill Lazor and the Bears will be interesting. Lazor's known for simplifying schemes for players, weaponizing tempo, and finding a way to get guys playing fast. With a quarterback in Mitch Trubisky who often seems to think too much on the field and get in his head, injecting that influence with Matt Nagy's offense could be a godsend. Uh, that sounds pretty good to me. Off paper, Lazor has an expertise at simplifying, seam, at simplifying scheme, and I think that's something that, that Trubisky needs. Not only that, but also utilizing tempo in his favor. I think that is very intriguing. And then Nagy calling the plays. Um, one thing I would like to say before we get more into this, do you guys both think it was I, – I just give your thoughts on Halfridge getting fired. Do you think that was appropriate? Uh, I do, th- I do I think mean, I do think Laser will be better at his job than, than Halfridge, though, for sure. Whether you like Laser or not, I, th- I think we can definitely call that an upgrade based off of his experience. Okay, but um, when I when I saw that Helfrich got fired, at first I was like, for what? You know, he wasn't leaving. He wasn't calling play calls at all. But then they said he was supposed to be part of the um, run game coordinating. The run game. Yeah. It's on those games. This kind of makes sense because run game was terrible this year. Whether it's on the offensive line or just because he wasn't scheming the right place for us to get a run for us to run the ball because they were running like stupid like stretch plays. Like David's not that type of running back. He's a power running back. So um, after I see the saw like what he was. Supposed to be, yes, I feel like you should have been fired. Absolutely. Parth, what do you think about that? Um, that um, firing? Helfrich so, uh, deserves to get fired. I mean, the run game was terrible this year. The offensive line was terrible. Quarterback play was terrible. So, I mean, someone had to go. I mean, we had to make at least a change. And we all knew that Matt Nagy wouldn't get fired, especially after going 12 and 4 and leading us to the playoffs last year. And we knew we wouldn't give up on Mitch Trubisky this early especially because we drafted him with the second pick so you got to find your scapegoat which is like Mark Helfer <coughs> and um, I mean you, you could blame a lot of struggles on him with the run game as well and a lot of the screen passes that we've been running I heard came from Helfrich as well I thought apparently he loved yeah well, yeah he does yeah he does scheme it and it was it looked like a college offense I mean trying to stretch it towards yeah. the sidelines and stuff like that you also you also you almost have to think that in some sense in some sense, the one excuse I'll probably give Trubisky from last year is that there may have been too many voices in his head. You got to think there's there's a voice in his head with Nagy. There's a voice in his head with Mark Helfrich. Same with Dag, Dave, uh, Dave Ragone, who's the passing game coordinator now. Just got named the passing game coordinator. Now no longer the quarterbacks coach. And then also uh, even Chase Daniel might have been in his head head a little bit. And I feel like Trubisky was told multiple things by multiple people. Which may have caused him to overthink, but overall, I think I think shaking up the offensive coaching staff is is Nagy admitting. I know Aaron, Aaron Lemming, I think, tweeted this a couple days ago. That's it's Nagy admitting that that there needs to be priority with the offensive coaching staff, and uh, I think just overall, it's a step in the right direction. 
it's basically Matt Nagy taking a step back and like you know taking his ego down and just saying that like um, basically bringing in other guys will not only impact our offense but it will impact his uh, his play calling as well because a lot of time Nagy's play calling is questionable like just super pass heavy. So let's hope Bill Blazer brings in a little bit of one game. Like, uh, yeah, I mean like we don't even need to get into the other hires now. But, I mean, you look at the other hires, Juan Castillo, he has the run game coordinator experience that Nagy needs in finding a solution to what arguably could have been probably the biggest problem last season. And then I really like like the hiring of our of our tight ends coach, Clancy Barone. He's got tons of experience with Pro Bowl tight ends. I think that'll help him turn another area around that was kind of stuck in the mud last year. And we'll make a, a podcast on him separately, but John DeFilippo, if he can't get the best out of Trubisky, I don't think anyone can. So, I want to ask you at, guys. At this point, uh, at this point, Chris, I, I, I want to. I totally agree. Um, I'm probably the biggest Trubisky stan right now. I'm part, part of, you know, he has a page for Trubisky, but right now I'm probably the, the biggest Trubisky. Yeah, stand absolutely. On the podcast right now, and if I. And I agree with you. If DeFilippo can't help Mitch out, then you know I hate to say it, but you know Mitch is just just not the quarterback. You know he he turned a six round draft pick in Gardner Minshew to a reliable starter in his rookie season. You know Carson Wentz had an MVP season before he tore his ACL. So if he can't pick Mitch, then yeah, like nobody can. We got to move on to twenty twenty one, which is the, probably the best year that we that we ever lost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's Justin Fields, so yeah, so you know. Hopefully he, he does, but if he doesn't, then, you know, it, it's a business and we just got to move on from Mitch. So talking about that, I mean, obviously we know we have Tyler Bray and Chase Daniel in the quarterback's room right now, and I think we all know that no matter what changes are coming in that quarterback room in 2020, while the Bears remain publicly committed to Trubisky, I don't think, and I think you guys both probably would agree with me in, in this instance, He's he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt to have another entire another entire season to struggle. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. I it's definitely it could become a Marcus Mariota situation like in uh, Tennessee, where they had a veteran quarterback who just was stuck with, I guess you could say, bad weapons and finds a new offense. And like Tannehill did, he produced. So I think, like we all. Upset. I think Chris knows that he, Chris loves. I think to bring in Andy, Andy Dalton. You said right. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, just it's perfect topic for this video considering Laser worked with him for two years. Another option that I think is more unrealistic that work with DeFilippo is is Nick Foles, and there's other guys who will be around, but I think probably the most most likely option has to be Dalton. Um, lo- looking at the money, looking at the experience with the coaching staff we have. Uh, I think that's the most likely quarterback that's going to come available this offseason. And I want to know your guys' thoughts on that one. I know I know Jalen's thoughts, but I haven't really heard Pars' take on that one. Dalton. Um, I, I think Dalton is a, is a worse version of Mitchell Trubisky, I'll be completely honest. His best year was like five years ago. Uh, he hasn't been the same since then. I think he's averaged around 14 to 15 interceptions per year, which is a lot more than what Mitch hasn't got to that 14-15 interception season yet. I think the most he's thrown in season is 12 so far. So basically, Dalton does have his turnovers, but again, quarterback play was not the best from Mitchell either this year, so we can't say Dalton cannot be better. Yeah. So, and plus, Dalton did not... I don't, I don't want to bring in Dalton, I'll be completely honest, but if, if it works out, then I have nothing against it. Absolutely. I mean, you would have to assume, even if it doesn't work out with Dalton, he'd still push Mitch. 
Uh, definitely puts some pressure on him. Sure. You you might be able to say that Dalton's not better than Mitch, but I don't think you could say he's worse by any means. Um, Dalton, a three-time Pro Bowler, made the playoffs five years in a row, obviously never won a game. But you'd have to think that, uh, that with some weapons, he could be decent. I mean, you saw the offensive line is always is always hobbled up in Cincinnati. We talked about A.J. Green. We talked about those running backs being inconsistent until about a year ago when Mixon finally took off. Um, you'd have to think that's a decent option, and you have to think that he would probably be able to pick up the new offense quickest, whether it's like a blend between Nagy and, and Lazer's offense. You would have to think that he would he would be pretty knowledgeable with that with that playbook. Yeah, it would it, it would be interesting. I mean, we need a backup anyway. I mean, Chet Chase Daniel is not a that backup in my opinion. So mm-hmm. Dalton. If, at, at the worst, it can be a great backup to Trubisky. Trubisky Absolutely, and options. probably would make sense right. money-wise as well. Probably one of the cheaper options, other than Mariota, who who Brad Biggs is reporting probably won't happen because they're signed to the same agency. And when you think of it from an agency standpoint, that makes sense considering you would think that the agency thinks that both quarterbacks deserve starting jobs. So I, as as much as I do hope Mariota lands on his feet, I've always root for, rooted for him, similar to Mitch. Uh, it, it likely won't be in Chicago. Um, Jalen, what do you think about Andy Dalton? Uh, we we were talking about this before we start recording in our in our group chat, and I told you that I would hate if Andy Dalton comes to Chicago. He's he's terrible. Um, he like he had one of the best receivers of all time in AJ Green, and he couldn't win a playoff game five years in a row with him. Which I feel like is you know maybe it's not all on him, but you know some of it's definitely on him quarterback being the biggest position or the the, uh, the most important position on for a football team and you know Trubisky wasn't the reason why we lost the playoff game you know for the first half the whole offense was trash yes but when it came time for Trubisky made a play to, to make a play you know he showed up and I, I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that that he did um so I like like y'all said I, I don't know if I can say Andy Dones worse than Trubisky no, I would absolutely, I would absolutely agree with that. I think Dalton, like he, he's not the winningest or most physically gifted quarterbacks that's likely going to be available. But you would think that he, in whatever you'd like to say, five playoff appearances, that's that's pretty established. We don't have to talk about whether he wins a game or not. But being able to lead a team that far, a team that I think is less talented than the current Bears, even when the Bengals defense was good a couple years ago, I think that he projects a high degree of success with this sort of talent and I think it just logically it connects the most dots as possible and there's no easier connection to make than Dalton and, and Laser. Like, like I said I'd rather bring in a, um, a, like a, a rookie in the late, late in the draft for like 4 through 6 absolutely like, yeah well that's pretty much it for us oh one more question before we end this one off do you think that well, obviously, we I think we all can agree that people are people are overreacting about the laser hire. But do you think in the long run it'll it'll work out better than Mark Helfrich? You think it'll it'll be beneficial for this team down the road? Oh, for sure. I mean, there's no way this offense still is ranked bottom 27, 28 in like basically all the categories this year. Especially if we improve the tight end room and the offensive line room. I mean. With this offensive line slash tight end room that we had, I don't think any quarterback could be successful. I mean, and you would also have to think that the defense can can improve, not only not only if I I think there's two reasons the defense kind of fell off last year. Number one, I think just switching defensive coordinators. I think Pagano's fine, but obviously that's a tough switch to make. 
Number two, when the offense isn't putting up points, the opposing offense doesn't really need to worry as much about about chasing Trubisky scoring points when he can't do it. So you'd have to consider that they the the game plan for opposing offenses got much more conservative, and therefore they were able to just just do their thing, I guess. Uh, and close, I guess. Like, uh, hopefully, we move Eddie Jackson back to his normal. That'd be sweet. Position. Yeah. Um, Jalen, you think Laser will work out in the long run? Man, I I hope he does. This this is probably the game that I knew that like the offense is probably going to be trash. We, we were playing against the Chargers. Um, Tyler had got like a pick, and it was like you know, on a five yard line, and we couldn't score. Didn't score. Si- I, I think six times in the red zone, we only scored field goals in that one. Yeah, and we only scored field goals, and that that that. That's when I realized like something is wrong with this offense. I at that time I didn't know what was wrong. You know, Trubisky was he had that. You know, he was having a couple good games and we were running the ball terrible. But the, the offense couldn't do nothing that game, and I I found that out found exactly the game that this offense is going to be trash. So hopefully Laser can come in here, help Trubisky, help Nagy. You know, design some, some better plays than last year, um, and we we can get back into the playoffs. Absolutely. That'll pretty much do it for this one, guys. You heard all our thoughts on the Bill Laser hire, as well as some reassurance for everyone to calm down out here that's fretting about this one. That'll basically do it, though. We're going to have another podcast coming out very soon about the hire of John DeFilippo. That's a very interesting one, considering he was almost hired as the head coach of the Bears two years ago. Uh, that's going to be a fun one to record for sure. I think everyone's pretty excited about that one. But that'll pretty much do it. You can find the links to all of our social media down in the description. If it means anything to you, Jalen's posting again, so there. I guess there's reason to follow him at this point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can do that. You can find all of us, our, active, our now all-active fan pages down in the description. Um, and you can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Bear Down. I would like to ask, wherever you are listening right now, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, do us a favor and like, subscribe, follow, all of that. We're going to keep posting and grinding for you guys. And that'll pretty much do it. Uh, any last things to say, guys? No, no, no. Okay. Um, I say it always at the end of the podcast. I'm going to continue to say it. Stay positive, Chicago. Keep your, keep your head up. I know there's high expectations in this city, and I think this team's going to return to uh, to its winning ways in 2020. That'll pretty much do it, though. Thank you guys for tuning into the Bear Down Podcast. Have a good night, Chicago. Peace.